Hi guys, I'm André Villas-Boas, listening to Echoes of Glory. And don't forget, whatever happens, the future is bright, the future is lily white. Come on, your Spurs. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD. I'm Jack. It's hot, isn't it, mate? It's hot. Too hot. <laughs> yeah, Too hot. Too hot. Oh my god, like I can't. We're recording at eight o'clock to show how much more I'm committed to the pod after all these years. Wales has just kicked off against Fiji. I'm not even watching it. That's how I mean I'm a bit scared of how the game's gonna go. We're yeah, it's the real reason, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> <laughs> but um but yeah, you haven't watched any of the rugby world cup have you? Nothing. I've had honestly I've, not that anybody's bothered about this, but I've had I've had a non-stop weekend. This is like the first time really I've sat down. Oh, two it? days um that's good like to be busy um yeah. make the most of it when there's no football do you know, get all your plans and that in when spurs aren't playing especially the, the wife yeah last few years it's been the other way around <laughs> it really has i missed it i missed it i want to see i want to see the midfield play um we've got a few things to talk about the i wanted to start with harry kane's comments and i think mm. a lot of them being blown out of proportion but there's a bit of me which is just going just don't mention tottenham you know yeah, I get this is two things from me. The first thing is, is he wrong what he said? No, no. not at all. Not at all. Although how, it is, how it many is disastrous. Things... It's disastrous to us fans if you go a couple of games without winning. I would say that. That is true. We feel we feel it. Um, he must just be sick of it because he's just constantly being asked about Tottenham, and he probably just wants everyone to stop asking him anything to do with it now. So it, it doesn't surprise me that he's probably just sort of bit on something and. You know, said a few yeah. things, but like uh, uh, that type of stuff. Uh, honestly, I couldn't, I couldn't really care less about that. Like, I'm happy. Like, he can say what he wants. It doesn't really bother me. I find like, do you? I feel like he must be. You know, when you get out of a toxic relationship and you go, "Why was I in that for so long?" Trying to make it work. Bet he's got that. Bet he's regretting it a little bit that he didn't make this move four years, like literally four years ago. Yeah. You know, because he, yeah, he could be doing so much more. Um, fine. Uh, the news that has come out in the last hour is we're about to sign a top Croatian centre back, Luka Buskovic, but I don't know anything about him. He's never teenage, heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> but apparently, like, he's been one of the everyone's been after him PSG, Chelsea, all this sort of stuff. No idea why he's coming to us, but looking. But forward. what I would what I would say is this feels like the, these are the type of signings I think we should be making. Like we've moved away from it the last four or five years. We haven't signed good young players. Like, and it, I mean, this is a sixteen-year-old, isn't it? So, like, this is, you know, we're not going to. This is someone we're not even going to see in the first team for three or four years at the earliest. But I like that we're thinking ahead and we've got that as a bit of a strategy. So, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm all for us doing that type of, um, doing that type of transfer. Yeah. So he's going to stay there until he's eighteen, um, which I think is the law. Isn't that how Arsenal secured Fabregas, where they could? We can sign 17-year-olds, but in Barcelona, you're only allowed to, they, at the time, they were only allowed to sign 18-year-olds. They changed that rule, didn't they? Because a few, quite a few players got poached. Yeah. Smart, um, smart, mm, smart, smart, yeah. smart. Uh, fine, we're ignoring Harry Kane. Okay, so what? I have annoyed a few people with saying that. That goes without saying, doesn't it? That goes without saying, yeah. Emma's not within ear, earshot, but she would definitely agree with that. Um, <laughs> that's saying. But say, cause I, I think he's presuming I fully appreciate he's barely played for us, but he is what everybody thinks Moussa Dembele was because everyone thinks Moussa Dembele. Everyone's been watching those like uh, Sky Sports videos with tubes where he's speaking to Danny Rose or to Eric Dye and they ask him, Who's the best player you've ever played with? and they'll go, Moussa Dembele, you can't get the ball off him. That's cool. But and if you watch all his um, YouTube highlights where he's not making Jack Wilshire and all this stuff, that's amazing. But if you watch the YouTube highlights, they all stop before he has to do something with the ball. And they're all really slow. He's all turning around in the middle of the park and the, the opposition's had the time to reset. I've se- I saw him 50 times for Spurs. Like I saw him a lot for Spurs and he never, ever delivered uh, the attacking threat he should have done. And maybe that wasn't his, his game. Anyway, so what I've done is we're going to talk about those two. And then I asked uh, ChatGPT to give me similar pairs of similar Spurs players. And we're just going to have a little, who are you having? Love it. Love uh, some it. of them are easier than others, I think. I, I've gone through and I've got stats from ChatGPT, so don't kill me if they're uh, 
if they're wrong. So the first one is um, Dembele and Basuma. I don't think we can take sides because Basuma really has had four games in his Tottenham career. Yeah. But how do you feel about Dembele? I mean, he he I absolutely loved watching him. I think he was a he was a footballer's footballer. Do you know what I mean? I think if you if you ever sat and watched a game with people that are not particularly into football, sort of your casual fans, they they wouldn't notice him at all. And like they, you know, people that like just go off stats, he's not a player that that jumps out at all. But um, he was a player that was just able to control the whole tempo of which we played at. Like, and there's not many midfielders that any of us really have seen at Spurs that you probably count them on one hand that have got that ability. Um, there's always the question mark that he didn't score enough goals, didn't assist enough, he didn't he didn't impact games in terms of you know popping up with that goal or doing something that turns the whole game from you know Spurs are struggling to actually you end up winning a match. He wasn't necessarily a match winner. That's what you can say about him. But he had absolutely everything. You know, if you were if you're creating a modern day central midfielder like that guy has got, you know, the technical ability is incredible. Um, it just, it was so one-footed. That was the, that was the only other week this wasn't it. You knew what he was going to do. He's always going to shift it onto his left, but no one could ever stop him. Um, I, I just absolutely loved watching him. He's just one of them players that, like, you'd go to a game, obviously you're always cheering Spurs on, but you're like, oh, I can't, you used to say, I can't wait to come watch Dembele play today. He was just like, a just absolute class player. Um, phenomenal. We, and we, we'd struggled desperately since we sold him in that January window, like it, that's been a, a massive hole in the team that we've not really been able to plug whatsoever ever since, probably up until fairly recently, um, mm. where it looks like we might have a bit more of a, a, a midfield plan coming together. But um, I, I loved him. I thought he was a fantastic player. We got him fairly reasonably priced, about 15 million or something, wasn't it, from yeah, Fulham? It, Fulham. It wasn't a lot of money. Um, fantastic. Absolutely brilliant player. One, one of the best that I... I've seen for sure. You go in there. One of the yeah, yeah, I think seen. it's brilliant. He, but he's interestingly he's still one that divides a bit of opinion. There are a lot of people that think he flattered to deceive a bit. But I just, like I say, you can look at stats and all that, and it's like, oh, he doesn't really impact it. But like he controlled the tempo of what we played at. He was a proper, proper player. I, I'm not disagreeing. I, obviously, when people say that, they're, they're, they're disagreeing slightly, but. I'm not just, I think he played in a good team. Like it was good that he was able to pass to Modric, to Bale, to Foe and Van der Vaart. He just always let me down. I just it was always like it. It always felt like he was he was a good average. Do you know, like he would always like mm. I would expect that from a midfield player. And we we have had we haven't had enough of those midfield players that own the midfield. We've had too many people with specific jobs in the midfield. And we haven't had many midfielders really for for a long time like you say I think and that that's the problem I think some of the things he was good at he was he was a very Tottenham player the things he was good at he was unbelievable but there was some but there were some key things which he couldn't do it reminds me of Aaron Lennon a little bit like loved mm. Aaron Lennon lacked delivery a little bit um he struggled with injuries Dembele as well didn't he and that was the really that did. was the other thing that was frustrating was that you never got it felt like anyway, you never got a run of like 20, 25 games of Dembele. It was like you'd get half a dozen here, then maybe sort of 12, 13. But he'd always be in and out with, mm. with injuries, which ultimately was the reason why they sold him at the time they did, didn't they? Because he, he had been struggling quite a lot that season. But again, with hindsight, you think Coy could have been the difference in that crunch game in Madrid. But, you know, it wasn't to be. But um, fan, like, fantastic player. Like you think You think now... Because we're on, how, how many years has he not been with us? It's quite a while, isn't it? You're thinking back to, what was that, like 15, 6, 16? We must have got, did we get him a little bit before that? We got him in 12, so we were still 2019. Yeah, so we had six, seven years out of us. He's been gone for nearly five years already. It's mad, isn't it? But you yeah. think about the way that the way that teams play now, most teams anyway, with that 4-3-3. We were a bit different at the time, weren't we? Because we, yeah. we played with a back three for most of it. Um, but like imagine him in a four-three-three now, sort of that deepest midfielder. He'd be really good, wouldn't he? Oh, he'd be fantastic. He'd be Absolutely really good. fantastic in that role. Um, no, I loved him, and I do think that there's a lot in that. Most players that played with him rate him very, very highly in terms of the best players that they've they've played with, and there is definitely something in that. Yeah, there's yeah, definitely yeah. Something in that. 
yeah, like there's a lot which we don't understand. And I think I, I read a story or I, I read, I heard an interview where they were saying that he grew up in a place in Belgium where there was just no five-a-side pitches. So they played football on basketball courts and the way that they scored was by rolling a ball against the bottom of a basketball post. Yeah. So they yeah, had yeah, to yeah. learn post control. I love stories like that where the environment impacts. Like the, the, there's so many good books about this, but there, you know, you, you read about the Brazilians who grew up in the favelas, like all they do is run in and out of um, corridors and up and down stairs and in and out of holes uh, running away from people. And that's why they're just so good on their feet and their center of balance is, is so low. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Um, right, we're on to Robbie Keane and Jermaine Defoe. Gonna decide we're gonna keep one and get rid of one. Who are you having? I'm assuming you're having Robbie Keane. This is honestly, this is <laughs> one of the toughest of the list you sent me. This is the one that I'm like, I still haven't even right now, I still haven't decided because Jermaine Defoe's a better player than than Robbie really? Keane. Jermaine Defoe's Jermaine Defoe is one of the most underrated strikers that I read some, we've had I read at Spurs. Go yeah, yeah. So Robbie Keane, he was with us 1999 to 2008, and then 2009 to 2011, 306 appearances, 122 goals, 41 assists. Um, Jermaine Defoe, 2004 to 2008, 2009 to 2014, 363, so slightly more appearances, 143 goals, 32 assists. Their goals to game is almost exactly the same, it's just over one in three. So that, let's, we'll take that as, as equal. Quite different players in a way, though. Very, very different players. Um, you would like Defoe still for me. I, 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 he's one of the most clinical finishers that I can remember. Like if Defoe went clean through, you'd think it was a goal. Like it, it was, you know, it's that it's that kind of level. You're not even concerned. You just know he's going to score. Um, very much a, you know, play on the shoulder. He could link play, don't get me wrong, but that wasn't massively his game. You know, he was a, a fox-in-the-box clinical goal scorer. Robbie Keane was an entertainer. Like, do you know what I mean? He, he, You could see that he'd loved going out and, you know, entertaining the crowd. And I think he was probably much more of a showman than what Jermaine Defoe was. Um, I just, I loved watching Robbie Keane for that. That, you know, like, he might not score today, but he'll... That, you, you can't watch a Robbie Keane game and him not do something that makes you go, oh, that's brilliant. Whereas you probably don't get that with Defoe, but you're more likely to get a winner or, do you know what I mean, a, a moment's absolute brilliance in the in the box that creates something. Um, so it's a really, really difficult one because I do, I do think Jermaine Defoe is criminally underrated by Spurs fans. If you're talking about, you know, like great Premier League goal scorers, I don't know how many Premier League goals he finished with, but he must... He must be fairly high on the list surely um so you're comparing to 100 sorry mate 162 yeah. goals unbelievable do you know what i mean it's where's that on the list that top 20 i'm just looking up now it's got oh problems. it's got to be top 20 yeah um like that that in itself and what else i like about defoe is like he, he scored goals everywhere he went everywhere even you know towards the end where he kept sunderland up that season didn't he with his 10 or 11 league goals like you know, he's just a brilliant, brilliant goal scorer. But it's such a difficult one. I think I'd probably lean in slightly towards Robbie Keane, but it's really, really difficult just because Keane had that showman side. He was an entertainer and he scored goals that were just absolutely incredible. And he would do things on a football pitch that, you know, Defoe wouldn't be wouldn't have seen the picture like Robbie Keane did, you know, and he, he was he was quick in his early days, but the Robbie Keane that I sort of remember, um, he didn't he wasn't lightning quick, like you had to be smart. Um, and I just I, I loved watching him play, and I loved that you know he'd try something in the first minute of a game and it wouldn't it wouldn't work. Next minute he tried again, try again. Like he was he never came across as a player that suffered from a lot, loss of confidence or anything like that. So. It's so tough. I probably would say Robbie Keane, but I think that Defoe's a better player. But my personal, so I mean, if I'm creating a team, I want any, I want to watch something entertaining, and you're always going to get that with Keane. That's what, so Jermaine Defoe's ninth in the all-time Premier League scorers, oh, one behind Robbie Fowler. Underrated, underrated. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, he was people would never, loved him. You would never if 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 you asked football fans to write down top the top 20 strikers in the Premier League, I bet he wouldn't be on most people's lists, let alone the top, you know, in the top 10. Um, criminally underrated. Brilliant, brilliant finisher. One-headed goal in his entire Premier League career. What, Defoe? 
Yeah. I wish I knew it as well. I wish I, I knew it. I was just know. racking my brains. I can't think of I can't think of any. We on the podcast we used to talk about like memorable moments. Though like, I remember Brad Friedel taking a throw and we were battering someone. I can't remember who it was. It feels like Sunderland, but I can't remember who it was. And I remember Defoe passing in the box to someone. Like he never yeah. passed. All no. all he did, like Crouchy talks about how angry he gets at that Wigan game because he was in better positions than Defoe with for all five of the goals or whatever it was. And like you can't like having Defoe and Pavlyuchenko at front made made no sense. They they were they wanted to be the same player, and he just had this ability just to hit the ball really, 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 really hard and accurately. Unbelievable player. No backlift as well. No, just gone. Just um, and my my thing is with you have to have a team around Defoe that will play balls into him. Like you have to play a certain way, right? Where whereas Keane was a bit more of a footballer, and I, with the foe, I never got the feeling like, I don't know, he was always Tottenham striker. He never felt like Mr. Tottenham. Do you know, like, he never felt like he was a pure, he loved Tottenham. I don't know, there was always something, something strange with him, but I love the man. I think I've seen him score more goals for Tottenham than any other player as well. So I've got a lot of love for him. Um so if I'm you have you can have keen on that one. I'm I'm having the phone. Next one. Next I reckon one that ge- genuinely, I think if you put that to fans, I reckon you'd be fifty fifty. That I don't I think, think that that would be one where someone would dominate it. I think it's an age thing. I think it's purely mm. if you have a slightly slightly older fan than than us or me, you would have keen. Maybe even my age would be more keen. And then mm. just JD because there is a good we'll five put, years. I'll, I'll I'll put it to Mr. L Senior. And that see would be what he says. I'll I bet you he says Robbie keen. King. Yeah, yeah. I think he'd go keen. Mm. Next one. Tottenham career only is important for this one. Gareth Bale versus Young Minson. Uh, I, I think it's quite an easy one, isn't it, really? Because of the tenure. Um, Gareth Bale, they're, they're similar. So this is where ChatGPT got this because they're, they're sort of marauding wingers, aren't they? But Gareth, I, when you start to think about it, in his last season for us, Gareth Bale ran the show. He was he was the most devastating player in the world. The world. I'm interested. To, in I'm, I'm really intrigued by this one because you said it's an easy one, but it's uh, not when you think about I, it. I think this is close. I mean, I I've got a I've got the person in my head who I think wins it, but I don't think that it's as e- as maybe easy as what you think. So across both spells, he's one in four goals, a goal every four games. Was Hyungmin Son's about just just under one in two. So it's insane. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah, especially as he had a poor season last season. Um, Bale got has got more proportionally more assists as well. Um, it's really yeah. hard because if you take all of Bale's career with us, then he was with us when he was a young boy. He had a poor season. Like you remember that that time when we never won when he played. And then so he went like thirty odd games, didn't he, without winning? Ridiculous! It was like it was mad. Well, and you go. They were talking on Reddit about um, sliding moments, sliding doors moments in Spurs. Like what what would have happened if that had changed? And people were talking about Lasagna Gate. But I actually think like if we didn't have that, if Crouch didn't score that goal against Man City, and we didn't get into the Champions League that that time. Imagine what Spurs would be like. No Van der Vaart for a start, because we wouldn't have been in the Champions League. None of that money. And what would have happened to Bale? Would Bale have had that moment against Inter away? Because that Inter away thing was, we were four down, weren't we? We were four down and a man down. And we were never going to win it. So there was no risk to him just bombing up the left mm. and scoring twice and then getting that, that ball from Aaron Lennon. So, I think ultimately he, he wouldn't have had the career that he had, Bale. Definitely not. We, he'd have been in a lesser side and, he, you know... It, in a plan in a position where actually he's not going to have as much influence and you know later in his Spurs career when he'd moved more central and like he was the guy you know he was completely freed up to influence games but probably if we hadn't have had that bit of success he would have probably stayed at fullback he might have moved into midfield right. but it wouldn't have been you know it wouldn't have been the career that that he went no. on to have not at all and there's all those before and after pictures of him before he went to rail and he was with us. And then after when he went to rail and he got absolutely jacked, like everybody does. Like it's amazing where, you know, Pep Guardiola starts at, at Man City and then all the players start shaving their heads because they all start going bald. And it's definitely not because they're taking performance enhancing drugs and makes men go bald. 
but it happens in Barcelona as well. And you just saw him jack up and like that, all the things happen like that, all the, the little butterfly um, effect moments started from there. And he, he was the best player in the world for us. Son's never been the best player in the world. He's been one of them, I think, but he's, he could not run a game or change a game like Bale did. Bale, how many games do you want to go where Bale was just banging him in whenever he wanted? Um, Go to the- I, agree, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think Sonny has been... The other thing with Son is that he's 50% of the Premier League's greatest ever goal-scoring partnership, which, yeah. you know, that is a remarkable thing to be, to be part of. You're right with Bale. You know, like, he was a, an absolute match winner, like, from nowhere. Like, you know, we talk about, like, the, the season Kane had last year, 30 goals in a team that finished eighth. Phenomenal, yeah. right? But that, that bail last season was something else because that was a horrendous Spurs side. Like oh, yeah. we had, we 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 were actually quite solid defensively. We had enough. We, we had bail in attack. Like if you, it basically, and the team's tactics were stop bail. If you stop bail, yeah. that's it. Like Tottenham won't score, and it's like teams couldn't. Um, I think for that, like Sonny has won games for us, but like you say, I've not seen him. Because very few players have this ability to drag a team so many times over the line in games. Like, and there aren't there, there are few and far between players currently in the world that have that ability. But Bale with us was one. He was just I've I've never seen anything like it. Um, absolutely, what like that's that is that type of like superstar player is a once in a lifetime player that you see at your, at your club. So. Who are we going for then? Bale and his and his Tottenham ability. Because if we kept him, he would have. If we going on his last season, it would be Bale, right? I think. I think it has to. A lot. I genuinely. I think it has to. Be, I love Sonny for everything that he is in terms of his positivity. Like, he's, I love that he's our captain now. Um, he's a proper team player, and I, I love that about him. Um, but Bale was Bale was another level. Like that that last season. Probably the last couple of seasons, but especially that last one, you went and watched him every week, and it was like this: this is too easy for this guy. Yeah, like it was as if he was playing a different sport to everyone. Like he had that aura that I've only seen the likes of Messi and Ronaldo have, where it's like they've got an invisible shield around them, and like players can't get close enough to them. And you'd be like, you know, why doesn't someone give him a kick? They can't. Like they can't get near enough to him to be able to, like, like it was that kind of that or that real superstar aura that he, he stepped up remarkable. in big games as well, didn't he? Yeah, he stepped up and what he, what he's done for Wales as well. I mean, he he has dragged that national team to a, a, a European Championship and a a World Cup as well. And it feels really disrespectful to Son, who might be, you know, I top three player I've seen at Spurs in my lifetime, mm. and it just feels so disrespectful, but. It's just because we're comparing him to Bale, isn't it? And like, I think we share the 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 opinion of that we think that Son is our, the greatest foreign oh, player. Absolutely. Um, and again, there's 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 Spurs fans of a certain age that would argue, Ozzy Ardila is Ricky Villa, but I like I'm I just you know Son is is remarkable. It, Son would have beaten pretty much every player in that comparison apart from Bale and Kane. That's it. They're, and that, they're that's, the only two, aren't they? The that, two. That he, Even that Modric. He even Modric and his Modric's Modric, time at Spurs was great, but it was never like yeah. the Bale level of great. He grew into what he was. Right then, uh, next pair that uh, ChatGPT gave us was Ledley King and Super Jan Vertonghen. So quickly, it's not a debate. It's not so, a debate. It's not a debate. Interestingly, similar amount of goals. Well, exactly the same amount of goals. Fourteen goals each. So three hundred and twenty-one appearances for King. Three hundred and fifteen. King got more. Clean sheets, um, and then shock, shock in a worse team says it all. So, uh, it. I mean, I I would always have Toby over Supian anyway. Um, so, but King, Ledley's untouchable. Yeah, it's almost, like, no, no, no. Ledley, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Led, Ledley's untouchable. Um, it's just it, like that guy again. He it it was it was easy for him. That that's what you can say. Like you watched him, and he didn't get out of second gear. It, yeah, it was playing at centre back in the Premier League for not a great Spurs side. 
And, you know, it, even when he did, when he was fit enough to play internationally, um, it was easy for him. Like, the, the, the only period where he struggled was that last six months when, let's face it, his knee was gone. And like, well, you could all see it. Um, that was the only period. And even then, he, would st- he was still decent. Do you yeah. know what I mean? He was still, you know, he wasn't the level that he was, but he was still a decent centre-half for us in that period. He has got the problem where he's got too much exposure and fans know him for his stuff off the field now in, in exactly the same way. Owen, Shearer, Lineker, not Micah Richards, not Danny Murphy, but, you know, like where you get, you forget that these were some of the best athletes in the world. Like Lineker was a world-class striker. Shearer was the best in the world, would have been worth 200 million. And King, like you cannot understand how good he was from uh, from highlights. Like that Robin tackle, it, it is almost an anomaly because he would never let it get to that stage. There are no highlights of him. There are no and, and highlights, like, and that is that is they are the compliments. Like you'd watch a game and be like, oh, I suppose kept a clean sheet today. Well, was the other defenders were all right. Like that, like you didn't see him. The the guy didn't make tackles. No. He didn't need to. He just intercepted no. and read the game. It was just, it was, it was too easy for him. The, the, in this debate, the only, the only thing you could maybe say in Batongan's favour is fitness, number of games you'd get per season. That's you know, it. if you were saying right, who do you want to play centre back? Like everything that Vertonghen is, everything that Ledley is. Maybe there's a debate there because you know, in a 38 game season, you're probably only going to get 20 games out of Ledley. Like where you'll get 38 out of the top. That 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 is the only bit. But in terms of ability, I've um there's no centre back that comes anywhere. There's no defender that comes anywhere near him in Tottenham's history. Like they just do not. In terms of pure ability, yeah, yeah. it it is it's not a question. It I'm I'm always been in the camp that we were actually quite fortunate that he had his injury problems because he would have gone. We he would have had his head turned. There would have been sides that would have been looking at him for like, for sure because well, he was that good. There's a bit in the in the Crouchy podcast where he talks about where they went on a pre-season when they were YTAs or wherever they were. They were young. They weren't first team um, players and they went uh, to like Cyprus or wherever it was with the military to do military training. And that's where he ruined his knee. Like they just oh, oh, they overtrained on it. And Real and Barcelona were looking at him and they slowly tailed off their interest because they saw he was injured. But he would have gone. He was the best defender in the world. He could it's, have been what Ramos is. Is it's also a shame because that's a guy that would have had 70, 80 caps for England as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, in a uh, period where England had some great defenders as well. You know, not that you play different formations, but imagine back then having a back playing three at the back and having Rio, Terry, and King. Your three cent. Do you know what I mean? You'd be like my word. That is. Well, yeah, and you'd have you know, what Ashley Cole on one side, and I don't know who else on the other, the other but it doesn't matter, does it? All right, next one is Delhi versus Rafa. Rafael van der Vaart. Now, we've got to remember Delhi for what he was at his peak. And we had Rafa, we only had him for two seasons. He came to play Champions League and he said it was the best time of his career at Tottenham. He should never have left. And I, I think it would have ruined the memory, you know, because we we went downhill from there for a while. Yeah. This this was a toughie. Um, anyone that's ever listened to one episode of this pod will be able to tell you that I loved van der Vaart. He's a Tottenham player, I, phenomenal. Um, I I go Delhi on this one. Um, as much as much as I love Rafa, and if I was building my ultimate team of Spurs players I've seen, Rafa might just get in it. He might miss it. I'm not sure, but Delhi was absolutely electric. Like he was he was rated at the time one of the top not even prospects, one of the top players in his position in the world when when we had him. I don't think Van der Vaart was at the time. He was great, but I don't think that he was rated as highly as what Delhi was. Mm. So I, ha- I have to I have to go towards Delhi. Look, he, he came from nowhere, was thrown into the team because of injury problems and bang, he was he was away. Um, it was it was phenomenal. Um, he was he's able to do the hardest thing in the world, which is put a ball in the back of the net. Like the, I think people underestimate the goals that he scored, the number of Delhi. goals that he scored. Yeah, like I, I think people forget he wasn't scoring eight or nine a season for us. Like 
he was he was getting numbers, goals and assists, absolute numbers. He wasn't someone. This is where they differ, right? Rafa was one that would run a game. No, it's it's talking about Dembele earlier. He'd be like, you know what? Like, I want to change what's happening in this match. I'm going to go and do that. I've got the ability to do it. Delhi couldn't do that. Wasn't good enough to do it, right? But what he could do was put the ball in the back of the net and in the final third, moments of absolute brilliance. Um, So I think think I'm leaning Delhi. And I'd love Rafa. Absolutely love him. But Delhi was just something else. Tell you what. Both have massively benefited from managers who got them. Rafa was told, go and just be a quality player. I can't tell you to be better than you are, as Delhi had Pochettino, who who was a father figure to him, right? So that's a massive benefit to them. They also had a team around them that played really well with them. So Rafa had Modric playing into him. He had Bale on one yeah. side, Lennon on the right. And behind him, he had, I don't know, Plasios, Sandro and Dembele. And he had... Um, Crouch knocking balls down to him. Like it it was perfect for him. Delhi was just told, go and play, be annoying and attack. I mean, you can go up there with Kane, Son, and Ericsson. And he had he just had the best, he just had the best situation for him. There's a bit of me which thinks, do we give Delhi a bit more space because he was a young lad and he was from Milton Keynes and he came up through the ranks and so we had low expectations and so he beat them and so we, we think he's really good. Whereas Rafa came from Real Madrid and he was like a class above anything we'd had for a long, long, long time. We hadn't had like a classy foreign player come in mm. for a long time. And Rafa was was the, was just a classy player. That was the only way to describe him. And he, he did things we hadn't seen before. Whereas Delhi, Delhi was, it's hard because if you, you say, if you if there's someone who'd never watched football before and you, and you go, why was Delhi so good? You go, well, like he's not the fastest. He's definitely not the strongest. He hasn't got a long shot. His passing was okay. You go, it's, it's hard to describe what he did brilliantly, but when you put it all together, he, he was just so effective. And that, all of my... F- that was exactly... That is the word, actually. Effective with Delhi is the word. That yeah. Rafa was probably better at everything apart from running. He was in... Yeah, he was. you could tell his body just wasn't there. Yeah. He was, whereas Delhi... Delhi had the attitude. Delhi had the, the early Rooney attitude, just the, the yeah. cocky arrogant confidence which he played so well into and he he was so effective all my favorite goals the last 10 years all of them have come from Delhi all of them the the over the ball over the shoulder ball into the Chelsea goal the goal against Chelsea again in the semi-final of the FA Cup with the Ericsson yeah. the um quarterfinal was it against Arsenal in the uh, league or FA Cup where he dinks yeah, yeah, the ball yeah. all of them I, I just absolutely love the boy and Obviously, it's great to see him being open with Gary Neville and hopefully his, his career can pick up again or he just finds the help and he just finds happiness. But I, I'm, I go, I'm going Delhi. Just, just. Very, very gets, tough one. Do you think he gets in this team now? What, Delhi? Yeah. Ahead of Madison. He doesn't get ahead of Madison for me. In uh, he, he probably doesn't get in this team now. No, because it's like... The, I think Rafa what, would. I think really, Rafa, well, you could put Rafa instead of Kudusevsky and just have him wandering around. Oh, you think you play you play Rafa? I think Rafa could get in plan. I think he's a classier player than Kudusevsky and maybe more influential. But then, but, and that, but that's the difference. But if but if I want Rafa, Delhi in his Delhi in his pomp, better than Kudusevsky. But I don't think he gets in ahead of him in this in this team and this way of playing. Mm. That's what's because unfortunately for Delhi, his position as that you know like number 10 slightly advanced midfielder plan just off of a striker not that many teams play with that position anymore like a lot of it now is 4-3-3 and if you were that player you needed to have either become a wide man or be someone that can play centrally and can do a bit of everything um which i always thought he would have he was going to evolve and become yeah, that yeah. player that is just a bit more of a central midfielder but a bit more advanced a bit Lampard-esque you know yeah. Lampard was played in a 4-3-3 you yeah. wouldn't associate him but he could do the, the stuff running back towards his own goal but Delhi was never able unfortunately to adapt no. and change his game and I think the same would have happened to Rafa because it's just purely from a legs point of view like the guy can move do you know what I mean? But he used to drive me insane 
work. I think he's one of that really did not suit the Europa League. Like his ability to just hang around, wait, wait for the ball to come to him. We, no one else has got that. But apart from Clint Dempsey, I hated Clint Dempsey. But <laughs> that just did not work. Fine, I'm going Delhi. I really appreciated the Rafa van der Vaart years. The year, to be fair, the, the single year where he stepped up, took penalties. I, just, and just... I remember his debut. His debut was West Brom away. Uh, yeah. And I remember watching it um, for a bit of a dodgy stream on a, <laughs> on an old PC and just being like, who the hell is this that we've got? Like, you watched it and you were like, this isn't a player that plays for us. He's no. got too much about him yeah that's what i'm saying he just came from real madrid he was just a, a classy player which went to look okay uh may i the next two berbatov versus kane and larice versus friedel it just doesn't i don't think we need to talk about them because it's obviously kane and larice but it's interesting they were paired together uh, berbatov's such an interesting one like he's he obviously classy he's only with us for two years went to man united and did great things kane kane's kane he's <laughs> probably our best ever player Larice still Larice sad that it's ending the way it is. Um what a player. Bryce Friedel. Bryce Friedel was great for us. Like really, really was great. He was what we needed him for, and that's why they kept him going when we bought Larice at first. But I mean, God, he couldn't move off his line, could he? But like what a professional. That's a great word for him. Like and at the time we were coming out of a period where we'd had Gomez and like they clearly were just like, I just need someone dependable for a bit until I find my goalkeeper. And it was like, let's bring him in. You know what you're going to get. You know, no, would never win a game for you when he was with us anyway. In his earlier days, definitely had the ability to do that for Edel, but he'd never lose you a game. Like he was just well, solid. It. He was a bit in a Paul Robinson mould. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Just like just solid, consistent goalkeeper. Like you've come home from a holiday with the boys, like where it's been mental and uncontrolled, and you just need like some chicken soup and to sit in bed for three days. And get, that's what Brad Friedel was. It was just like, just need a bit of wholesomeness. All right. Absolutely. Um, I've got two two quizzes. If you're interested, none of one of them is well. One of them, what I did was I get I asked ChatGPT to describe Tottenham players in uh, six words, and so I can read out the words if you want and see if you like it. Um, they're all they're all players. They're, well, they're all players we've spoken about on the pod this year. Um, they're all players that we both have seen. So, uh, the first one: commanding presence, loyal leader, defensive stalwart. Is that Ledley? That is Ledley. Strong yeah. work, mate. Um, Only because of the leader bit. Leader, yeah. Yeah. Good um, work from ChatGPT. Yeah, it's, it's doing its job, isn't it? <laughs> We've reached Laziness new lows. This is, this is up there. with that. Remember years ago with that box oh, of cards and most oh. of the answers were wrong. <laughs> that was for a charity shop. That was like a Tottenham quiz game. Oh, God. <laughs> um. I almost read out the player. Versatile attacker, tireless work rate, fan favourite, which is seven words, which annoys me. Or oh, fan favourite, they've got down as one. Oh, the attacker. Is that Versat- Sun? It is Sun. Yeah. Mate, two for two. Uh, <laughs> explosive pace, powerful shot, Welsh winger. Simon Davis. <laughs> Steve Mubrock. But the... Um, <laughs> When I, I asked it, I said, give me an interesting 10 questions Spurs quiz. And it was like, who is the current top uh, scorer of all time for Spurs? So I didn't use it. But one of the questions I put it in the group was, uh, which English winger went to Real Madrid for a then world record fee? And I went, and then I said to it, are you sure he's English? Uh, and he said, no, it, that it, actually, he's, he's Welsh. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> and so that's why I'm worried. Um Here's another one. I haven't read these. Irish striker, goal poacher, passionate performer. I love it. Robbie Keane. French captain, agile goalkeeper, commanding presence. Commanding presence? Are you sure, ChatGPT, about that one? (laughs) Mate, you're five for five, though. We haven't said who it is, but I'm I'm a... Right then, this is a bit more difficult. Uh, Prolific scorer, quick feet, clinical finisher. Score a quick feet. Quick feet is the one I think, but it's, mm, clinical See, I, finisher. I I, I went you to the phone. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. Quick feet, I'm not, but. Uh, creative vision, set piece specialist, playmaker. Christian Eriksen. Dutch playmaker. Oh, it's rougher. It is rougher. But I think, <laughs> but set piece specialist, I wouldn't have said like, I think Ericsson is a better, I think you were right. Like creative vision, set piece specialist, playmaker is a better description for Ericsson than Van if der I, If I think back over the last 20 odd years of watching Spurs and we've got a set piece, I think of Ericsson standing over it and I think of Darren Anderson standing over it. Yeah, not then, Van der Vaart. Not Van der Vaart, no. The, I mean, I can't remember many free kicks he stuck in. I remember him taking one free kick, which led to the penalty at Arsenal, which he then took. Do you know what I mean? For the handball. That's the oh, only free yeah. kick I can remember him taking. Yeah. That, and the oh, only other free kick he was involved in was against Blackburn for about 35 yards. And it was too far out. And he said to Walker Corner, and you can hit it. And Walker put it top corner. I was there for that. Uh, dependable, defender, versatile, strong aerial ability. Oh, strong aerial ability. Yeah. I... See, I feel like it's probably Vertonghen. Mate, unbelievable work. Is it? But, unbelievable. Uh, but, 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 but he, him and Toby were not dominant in the air. That was their weakness. That no. was what, you know, I never saw them. You know, like you watch Van Dijk and Vidic and Rio back in the day, like dominate set pieces. They weren't they weren't yeah. that type of centre-half. Eunice Cabal was, was more Eunice of that. Kapoor. Yeah. He's a big boy, wasn't he? He had the thickest skull, I reckon, of any Spurs defender. Uh, young talent, attacking midfielder, flair-filled performances. That's got to be Delhi, isn't it? It is Delhi, yeah. Yeah. Elegant touch, sublime technique, goal-scoring instinct. Elegant touch, sublime but, technique. Berbatov. Berber. Yeah. Mate, that is ten. For I 10. nearly went. I nearly went Harry Kane there. Yeah. Oh, it's a certain era of player that ChatGPT clearly has watched. You know I mean? really, Just... Well, I asked, I went through the top, I said, asked it, asked for the top 100 players of all time and then just went for not the old ones, you know. Mm. Right, I've got five for the five managers. Oh, I love it. Experience winner, tactical mastermind, defence, defensive solidity. Jose. Jose Mourinho. Progressive thinker, attacking football, youth developer. Yeah. Joe's that now. Uh, <laughs> no. 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 Youth, de- youth developer. Say it again. Aggressive thinker, attacking football, youth developer. Glenn. No. No. Let's come back to that. I mean, he only had a few games with Spurs. He's only had a few games. That's not. I've not. That's not had a defining hand already, is it? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, charismatic leader, adaptable tactics, player motivator. That's got to be Harry, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure about the tactics. The tactics. But, no. but, you know. <laughs> High intensity pressing, strategic planner, talent nurturer. Seven words again, which is annoying. That's, that's right. Poch, no. That's Poch, yeah. Final one, passionate, disciplined, tactically astute, astute, transformative. Transformative. Yeah, I'm not sure about that word. If you ignore I mean, that word, all of the others is is contain though. That's correct. Yeah, I because I asked them for the Tottenham description of their career, but I think Chat GPT only goes up to November 2021 anyway. So we'll leave that mm-hmm. right then. Made the final one. I've just spent. Uh, some of my evening on the Tottenham, the Arsenal, and the Chelsea club shops. And I'm sorry, before it... we go on to that, what was the one that I didn't get that I thought uh, was Big Ange? Oh, it was Big Ange. It was Big Ange. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Mate, I unbelievable. You know, I'm always impressed with your the thing that you're really good at is the um the career path when you do clubs. You're unbelievable at that. Like it's it's weird to me, like a bit Rain Man, but you you smash that. I'm really. Impressed. I love listening to they play that on Talksport, don't they? The footballer game. They do, yeah. yeah I yeah. love it. Absolutely love it when they play that. Were you here? I did a hi. My name is. I copied the Sky Sports one the other week. I did hi. My name is. I gave five questions. You weren't here. It was. Um, you would have loved good. it. That's yeah, good. I'll, I'll send them to you. Uh, I've been on the Tottenham Arsenal and Chelsea club shops, and I've tried to find equivalent 
equivalent items. So what I want you to do is give me how much, like, give me the order of who's got the most expensive version of each. Um, okay. But I can't see you now. Right then. So I've got six. I've got six, six items. So the first one is kit, and I've gone for like the most expensive kit. You know, like the the like what they call like the stadium shirts or whatever. Yeah on all of them so the tottenham men's elite home shirt 2324 the arsenal 2324 authentic home shirt which is out of stock and the chelsea nike home vapor match shirt 2324 could i also say on the um the chelsea site they've got a banner which says uh basically it says we haven't got a sponsor you can buy it without a sponsor but when we do have a sponsor you can buy it with a sponsor and when we get the sponsor, you won't be able to swap it. Who is swapping it in for a sponsor? Like I, that's I, weird. I would pay more for a kit without the sponsor yeah. on it. Nothing. They look nicer care. anyway, didn't they? Much nicer. I've got the first Champions League kit. I found a training kit um, without. It's just exactly the same shirt with the the nice blue bit across the shoulder without the sponsor, and I love that shirt. Anyway, right then, men's elite Tottenham shirt, Arsenal shirt, and I've, then the I think... I think it's in that order. I think it's Spurs, Arsenal, Chelsea. In terms of most expensive. Yeah. So the Tottenham one is £125. £125. Uh, Chelsea's is 12495 so pretty much the same. And Arsenal, Arsenal's is 110 And that's so Arsenal's just is the cheapest. top. Just the top, no player number, just £110 of your English money. That is a joke. I, I, it's, it's disgusting. <laughs> Uh, that's right two, then. That's like that's like two games. 110. Yeah, and imagine like, oh yeah, uh, pajamas. So the Spurs men's home kit. So you get it looks like the kit and shorts is amazing. Pajama set 23, 24. Um, the Arsenal TFL shorts. These are so good, man. They are the Piccadilly line pattern on a pajama with the Arsenal TFL badge, like it's a partnership. They're really good. And then the um, Chelsea camo shorts, bizarre. Like they're just basically got logo on them. They're in a camo. Um, they're actually reduced. So I'm going to keep the original price. I, I'm going to go. Arsenal is the most expensive because it sounds like that product's a bit different. Yeah. So people might pay a bit more and then Spurs and then Chelsea. You're, so Arsenal is £33. Chelsea, well, is reduced at £19.60, but it was £28, and then Spurs is 25 Right. It's Listen, so, so much money, in it? This it's is so like, much money. and like, A pair of pyjamas, are you 30 quid? 30 like, quid. And, like, we've all bought stuff from the store. Like, most of it isn't the highest quality. On to stuff that is highest quality, though. Signed photos of players. The variance in price here is unbelievable right so the first one is a ledley king signed picture of his mural the mural with ledley king signed it uh arsenal on reframed signed photo versus Tottenham 2002 so he's doing that the one that i think they've got a statue of it yeah um and it's got it's the picture it's got his signature and a little metal plaque on it and then a chelsea terry signed framed art print so someone's drawn him it's a realistic picture it's nothing special mm. but it is a picture and it's signed by Chelsea, by john terry so ledley Henri. Um, i think i th- i think it's Henri terry ledley so Henri is 300 pounds 300 pounds Ch- chelsea signed print framed art print is 500 pounds shut up Half of a thousand pounds, five hundred pounds. You can buy a car, well, not probably not these days, but you can, I reckon you could buy a car for that. Um, and Ledley is two hundred and fifty, so Tottenham cheapest, then on Ray for three hundred, but five hundred quid. Right then, like bottles, aluminium type bottles. You know the ones I'm talking I about. Love, I love the products that you've looked at as Mate, well. These, but I, I tried like pets and baby stuff. Chelsea have got a great like 92 away kit, baby onesie, but not everyone had the same thing, so I had to try and find mm. the same things. Uh, so we've got the Spurs, but they've they've got a partnership with Yeti. You know the um, they're quite middle class like hot drink tumblers. That's the closest we can get. So that's 591 milliliters. Not that matters, but it's a tumbler. What club's Ars- that? Sorry, did you say Chelsea? Spurs, Spurs, Spurs and Yeti. Yeah, it's the only partnership I think I could find. Arsenal have just got a bright sunshine water bottle that's 500 milliliters, and Chelsea have got an aluminium bottle with a faded logo on it, but that's 750 milliliters. 
the Chelsea one's the biggest. It is the biggest. I wouldn't let that. I think I think it's probably going to be Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal. So Spurs is thirty quid because of the Etty thing, and that's five yeah. p per milliliter. Uh, Arsenal is twenty quid, four p per milliliter. So beating us there, but Chelsea massive bottle for only fourteen quid, two p per milliliter. Like good on Chelsea. Right, warm jackets. So the Spurs adult Nike brown padded jacket, the 23-24, it, it's brown. It's not great, but it mm. is padded. It's, it's nice. Um, then you've got the Arsenal down jacket, the Arsenal DNA 23-24 down jacket. The short one, not the Venga zip long one. Mm. Then you've got the Chelsea padded jacket, black men's. Uh, I'm going to go Chelsea is the highest for that one. I'm going to go Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal. Hey, that's the wrong order. So Chelsea is only 65 quid for a padded jacket. Only. Only. Then. only yeah. Well, wait. Uh, Spurs, the brown Spurs padded jacket, with which has got um sponsor on it. It's got um Getty logo on it. 150 quid. You're joking me. The down jacket is 180 pounds. And that's the, the, the long ones even more. You are joking me. Mate, for a the jacket. price is the prices on this these some of these websites are unreal. But like people must be paying it. I mean, I've I've made some stupid purposes purchases from the Spurs website. Uh the Spurs mega store in my in my life. Namely, uh a Livermore <laughs> European yeah. edition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right then, watch it. It'd be worth this money is, one day. It'd be worth money one, one day. day. One day. Because no one else will have it. No one else will have it. Well, it's one of the rarest shirts in the world. <laughs> um, right. Watches. So oh, snazzy God. watches. So a Spurs men's rose gold detail watch. And it's made by Seconda. Then you've got the Arsenal since 1886 gunmetal chrono watch. And then the Chelsea chronograph watch. I mean, I sort of wish I was able to show you the pictures. I mean, this I this one it, uh, is a, I'm proper guessing on this one, so I'm just yeah. going to go Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs. So Arsenal is 125 pounds, and who is buying a club watch? I mean, I literally have one. I could reach one, but that was because someone gave me a voucher and it was on sale. Uh, Chelsea, that the same, same day you bought the Livermore shirt. It's a very similar era. Um, I do look. The the reason I've kept it is because it was. Uh, do you remember Noah? Good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good lad. It effectively, got it for me. So I I love it for it because he was a good lad. Um, Chelsea chronograph watch was ninety five, and then Spurs's gold detail watch is eighty quid. Uh, I think the Spurs and Arsenal website are done by. It's the same like menu system, whereas Chelsea is completely different. <laughs> yeah, 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 same template. And one of my NCT friends, she. Used to, she worked in like football club store stuff, so like she would be like, if you want anything, just tell me, and it would be the same. She'd be like, well, we're getting a load of mugs in the same mugs, but but we've got them for these different clubs. So I I think they must outsource a lot of it. There's a lot of stuff. I love some of this stuff. Like I, I, I've got a box full of tat upstairs, which I I love, and it makes me super happy. But 125 quid for a shirt is is a proper disgrace. Like. I just, where, when do you wear a £125 shirt? Maybe to games? It's bonkers. It's, I, I, can't, I just, I can't get my head around it. Um, Absolutely baffling. That's it, mate. We we actually need to talk about fi- Tottenham fixtures. Um, we have got Sheffield United um, coming up and then Arsenal a week later. I can't wait for that Arsenal game. I haven't said that in a while. Sheffield United... Uh, haven't won a game yet. Lost, drawn one, lost three. We should be beating them, right? I mean, if your aims are to finish in any of the European spots, you have to be beating the newly promoted side time and away. Like, that doesn't feel like an unrealistic expectation. So we have to be going into that thinking, yeah, we're going to take three points. We play, we play remotely at the levels we have been. We should win that. If you're a squad member... Do you, what, how are you feeling this? So if you're Oliver Skip and Bentico's back and we are playing one game a week, do you, do you feel like you're going to get a game this season? Mm, probably not. Probably not. But then 
in that exact example, I'd say, well, you got your game at Fulham in the cup and you went out. Nothing. Yeah. So, you know, you can't moan at not being in the team because you had your game and, you know, that would have been the League Cup team. Do you know what I mean? That probably would have played and you've gone out. So, Mate, if I could give you a ticket to any game this season, like not like the, the final of the FA Cup, but like against any club, <laughs> home or away, because like we've got Luton coming up. I think it'd be quite a good experience to go and see Luton. You know what? It'd be, it'd be Arsenal away in a couple of weeks. It would it, like always, no matter how bad we've been, but you always want to be at the Arsenal game. And be the Arsenal game. I'd love you know, you to just, you just, you just start thinking, didn't you? Like it, it's been so long since we've played well and got a result there that, like, surely at some point it has to happen. Like just, yeah. just law of averages. Surely, like we've yeah, got yeah. to put a performance in there. Um, so I'd, I'd, I would love to be at that in a few weeks. But loyalty points is too. Too it's difficult. Oh, good, good. Uh, a slightly funny story. We're not funny for him. Me and um, me and my dad applied for tickets for that Fulham Cup disaster. Um, neither of us got them. And then he got an email saying that because he's got a few more loyalty points than the other season ticket that we've got. Um, but actually, there were some additional tickets. You know, your you can get one. So he went. He went. He got a ticket. Oh, he? he went on. He went on his own. Um, ouch long way to go west london for a night game he got back at about half past one quarter to two in the morning because he got back to tottenham hale all the trains were down and it was like this is the they just did an announcement to say this current train going not in the direction he wants to go but sort of at least leaving tottenham um will be the last train depart in the station this evening so he said everyone just piled on it and he had oh to get God. as far as he could um, and then my brother went and picked him up, apparently. <laughs> I was talking to because I, I went into today's Sunday today. It's my dad's birthday, so I went into town today. And I remember I forgot there's one train back into Hertfordshire. And I just remember so many of those games coming back when we were in the Europa League every season. And I, 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 I totally blocked this from my memory, but I used to have to catch a bus which replaced the slow train from Letchworth. Mm. Or might have been well in at that time, down. And it was the worst. I remember throwing up because I drank too much on one of them. And it was just like, because I was like, I need to go to the loo. And the driver was like, sit back down. So I went to the back and just vomed. Um, I just had to sit with my vom on the floor because there was nothing oh. else. There was no, it was awful. Well, well yeah, well, there was no bags. And um, but it's what you do for Spurs, isn't it? <laughs> sit in your own vomit. Sit in your own vomit. <laughs> At I've least you got the name of the episode for this week. Sitting in my own vomit. <laughs> All right, mate. I'll go with the second half of Wales. We're we're just about winning, it seems. Congratulations. Thank you very much. Um I wish we did. We went to one game, didn't we, in the last in the World Cup before last, didn't we? Australia, Scotland. That is a long time ago now. That is a really long time ago. But anyway, I'm gonna go watch that. Mate, thank you. Um I hope to see you next week and don't forget, the future's bright, the future's really bright. Come on, you Spurs. people interested in football and I always thought that football was a very important game but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. The curve of the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2!
It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blanchflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.